Skibbity pop pop but up bamboo. Womp. Womp. <laughs> what? <laughs> JT, you're so muscly. Wake up, Toby! <laughs> Sorry, I, I was having the most wonderful dream. <laughs> Welcome back to Rules as your keep up, JT. <laughs> written! Rules is written! <laughs> the DD podcast where we tell you the rules as we interpret them sometimes. Objectively. Objectively. So, we're getting back on track with the classes. This week, we have Paladin. Oh. What do you make of the paladin, JT? I I think what sums it up is right in the text. <laughs> Cosmic struggle against evil. <laughs> so yeah, paladins are basically religious warriors. Yeah. Which um, is much cooler in D and D than real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on how you play it. I guess. <laughs> so. JT, you said a quite good summary of what they are. They're kind of like clerics and Plus fighters fighter. yeah. mixed together. They're half casters, so they can only cast up to level five at their top level, but they do have access to some decent spells. Mm -hmm. And then you get all of the armor proficiencies that you get from like fighting. Yeah, you are a big boy. Yeah, high AC. Damn. So we start with the quick build. What's, what's on the menu today for the quick build paladin? Strength and Charisma. Nice. Yeah, so Strength should be your highest, followed by Charisma. That's your hitting stuff muscle. And Charisma is your spell. Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're running off Charisma. Um, like Druids run off Wisdom. All those kind of things. Mm. That's your spell casting ability. What kind of hit dice are we looking at? So you'll have a D10. He's a beefy is, boy. Yeah, on the He's high end. beefy boy. Highest bar barbarian. Bar barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. What proficiencies are we working? So you can have all armor. Just all of them. You can have all armor. At the same time? Uh, yeah. Collect the whole set. Nice. <laughs> you can also have access to shields. That's Obviously, cool. every picture you'll ever see of a paladin has a big old shield. Yeah, because they're a bit more... I think they follow the kind of... Um, the flavor, at least, follows the cleric in that they are a protecting force. They're the defenders of good! Yeah, they're, they're a defensive, a stout... Obviously, you don't have to play them like this, but... They're a... The last bastion against evil. Yeah, well, if you want to play them fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> no room. <laughs> so they can have all armor, all shields, and simple and martial weapons. So basically, paladins can use everything. Yeah. If you, you pick have, up something... Like, just like fighters, right? Yeah, they you can just use, use everything. However, they also have no tools. I believe fighters also have no tools. Yeah, they don't really have a lot of hobbies. I guess. So. God is the hobby. That's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the big one. <laughs> that's the flavor that they get in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're pretty, you don't have to remember any proficiency stuff. Quite easy. Yeah. And then your saving throws will be wisdom and charisma. Mm-hmm. And the skills that you'll have access to, will your skill proficiencies will be athletics, insight, intimidation, medicine, mm -hmm. persuasion, and religion. Choose two. Yeah. What do you think of those? Kind of makes sense. Medicine's a little weird, I think. But I yeah, I think it crosses over with the cleric. Although they do have lay on hands, yeah, that, yeah that's quite a big part of them. I, I don't know, maybe the persuasion. 
I like that they or have, intimidation. I like that they have both persuasion and intimidation. Yeah. Like, it's like, they are the good cop and the bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's quick. <laughs> nice. So you only get two. That's kind of on the low end. Yeah. But that's that's the skeleton. That's yeah. what you're kind of working with. Let's get into feats. What feats do they have? So at the beginning, you get divine sense. JT, what is divine sense? I'm so happy you asked. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like detect good and evil. Like, you get... <laughs> it, it's, it's just like you kind of know if there's something bad, really, really bad, or something really, really good near you. So it's not if there's something... If there's, like, like a tax evader, you don't get to know that. <laughs> Depends <laughs> if on... If there's someone that steals grapes from the supermarket, <laughs> you got no idea. Yeah, it's the difference between larceny and grand <laughs> But it'll be up to uh, the race, actually. It takes an action to cast. Mm-hmm. And you'll know the location of any celestial, fiend, or undead within 60 feet of you. That is not behind total cover. That seems crap. Yeah, the total cover thing really kind I of mean, like, it, yeah, right? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, maybe... You can maybe... just see them. Yeah. <laughs> is that a zombie over there? Hold on. <laughs> Paladin, verify. <laughs> maybe if he's in a disguise. He comes up with one of those capture. <laughs> <laughs> Take if you are not a zombie. <laughs> it's just like a fiend with like a mustache, like a fake mustache. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I guess if it's like a celestial pretending to be a human. If that happens, or, I guess, or you're in darkness. That's like trying to pass is like a. Not yeah. Like. Undead. But you, the DM's really got to lean into that. Be aware of it and lean into. It. I think this is one that goes forgotten in a lot of games. Probably doesn't come up a ton. What are the actual, are there any other rules to it? Yeah, so actually you can also detect, maybe what might even be more useful in some circumstances is that you can also detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated, mm. such as okay. a hollow spell. That's cool. Is there a limit to how many times you can use this? Well, it's once plus your charisma modifier per long rest. So you should probably be starting off with four, maybe capping out at six. Yeah, depending on how you roll. Yeah, I mean that's quite a lot yeah. per long rest. Detective I can imagine just sensing everything he's saying. How how do you do that? Do you think he just prays, or do you think he just goes around sniffing the dirt, just like <laughs> smells like corruption? That could be different per paladin. I feel like maybe part of their paladin training is like developing some kind of keen sense for like. <laughs> Smells like there was a little bitch here. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe it's like echolocation. <laughs> you just stand in the middle going, ah! He's screaming. <laughs> but it's like religious text, too. So he's just like shouting religious text into the atmosphere. Until uh, what would actually be cool if you could do like, like something like the call to prayer or like the om things of Hinduism. You're just sitting there like singing religiously yeah, and like then it kind of like... comes to you. That could be a very cool like genuinely flavorful way to do it. Or if you go around like the exorcist and you're just like just shouting bible phrases <laughs> until something starts to like have a reaction. <laughs> so that's crap sense. What's lay on hands? That's the next one. This one's quite good. Yeah. This is strong. We both agree. Lay on hands, solid. You get it level one as well. Um, These are both level one. Yeah. So Lay on Hands is kind of like a bless mixed with heal wounds mm -hmm. with a little bit of like, you know, special sauce for paladins. Nice. So you'll have a pool of healing power 
And this pull will be an amount equal to your paladin level times five. And with those points, you can use to either heal somebody or use five of them to cure some kind of disease. It's pretty good. Or neutralize a poison or something. Firstly, it's versatile. That's yeah, what I like about it. Yeah, because you can use like a little bit at a time if you want. Yeah, it's not like a spell where you're rolling dice and you have to take that number. You can choose the exact amount you need and then heal up to that. Yeah, and if you're at like level 10, you get 50 of these guys, and like your wizard has exactly <laughs> that much hit points anyway. Yeah, I, like you can you can definitely keep the party going for another few encounters just off this alone. Yeah, so it's a nice way Especially to have in the like later levels. Flexible healing type of thing. Yeah, and is it an action? Yes, it is one action. Cool. So also you have to touch them. That's kind of the only yeah, like bad bit. Yeah, yeah it is a touch spell. It's very sensual. <laughs> you can imagine you're in the middle of battle, you just walk up to them and go, oh, you're so tense. Yeah, just start massaging, <laughs> healthy. Relax. Yeah. Just relax a little, man. On the other hand, maybe you're the more intense type of power and you just punch healing into people. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite good. It also has no effect on undead or constructs, but that's also a thing that crops up in quite a few healing spells. Mm. So that's what you're starting with. At level two, you unlock the next two parts. So this is where you get your both your fighting style and your spell casting. So the fighting style, um, they're pretty mostly flat bonuses. Defense. It mirrors the ones from the fighter. Yeah. So with defense, you get the plus one AC. That's that's that. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So next is dueling, which is if you're having a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons you get a plus two bonus to damage with that weapon. Yeah, so you drop your shield and then shit gets real. Uh, well, it says no other weapons, so you can still have a shield. Oh, and keep your shield. <laughs> shit stays real. <laughs> <laughs> so sh shit stays the acceptable <laughs> mandated level of real. Great weapon fighting. If you roll a one or a two on your damage with a weapon that you're holding, wielding with two hands, you can re-roll it, but you must take the second one. Yeah, so this is only for two weapon or versatile weapons mm -hmm. that you're wielding with both hands. And the final one? Protection. This one maybe sounds the most paladin-y, yeah. I guess. Where you, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on an attack roll against a creature you can see that is within five feet of you. I like this one because it's interactive. I said that again in the fighter episode. But we should also mention that these are all exactly the same as the fighters' fighting styles. Yeah. There's the nothing new episode. here. Yeah. But what is not in the fighters section is spell casting. You get spell casting at level two, and it works kind of similar to the cleric. Yep. So you'll have your spell casting focus of like a holy symbol or something. And I believe that you just you just have access to your entire pool of like power. Yeah, spells yeah, you do. You can spend some time to change these. So you rest. can, yeah. So you change them on a long rest, and you can choose from any spell in the paladin list that you have spell slots for, which is pretty neat. However, you're a half caster, so you're not going to have as many spell slots as some of the other classes we've been looking at. Yeah, you start off at second level with just two first level spell slots. That goes up to a maximum of four, and you get that fourth one at level five. You're maxing out at fifth level. Yep, That's and if you, 
Yeah, you little, little stunted growth guy. You're, not, <laughs> you're very devout, but you, you also focus more on the hitting of the <laughs> than you do on your religious texts. You can have an amount of spells equal to half your paladin level rounded down, minimum of one, so you do start with one, plus your charisma modifier. So you do want to pour into charisma quite early, I yeah, think. Yeah, charisma will help your spell casting. And so you'll start off here. with four, a list of four spells. Let's say you start with a charisma of 16 mm-hmm. and a level one. You start with one and then plus three from your charisma modifier. Four level one spells. That's pretty good. It's versatile. Just remember to change them out. Yeah. Because like read the situations, read the hints that your DM should be giving you. And just like the cleric, when you change them out on each long rest, it takes a minute per spell level each spell. Yeah, so it's not going to be as long as the cleric because you're just dealing with lower spell levels, really. Yeah, and you have not as many, so. Mm. Once again, the spellcasting ability is Charisma. Your spell save DC is 8, plus your proficiency bonus, plus your Charisma modifier. And your attack modifier is your proficiency bonus, plus your Charisma modifier. Nice. And you use a spellcasting focus. Yeah, I already said that, Toby. Sorry. <laughs> you can't ritual cast. That's what I was getting at. You can't ritual cast. Yeah. The next part is Divine Smite. Also at level two. Yeah, you start beefing out at level two. Yeah, and I, I guess we were kind of confused about, like, for example... Druids get wild shape. Yes. Monks have the key system. What is... What is, is like the Paladin's unique Paladin. selling point? Yeah, I'm thinking that it's Divine Smite. I think it's... This is going to sound like <laughs> crap, but I think it's just divineness. <laughs> I think all of these things, the Divine Smite, because you also get Divine Health, uh, the well, Lay we'll on Hand. We'll talk about later as yeah. well, is that like, um, you can improve Divine Smite uh, later. That's true. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is kind of like the more he attacky. You know? What does it do? So you add an amount of damage when you hit a creature. You expend one spell slot of at least level one. Mm-hmm. And in return, you get an extra 2d8 to your damage. And for each spell slot that you go higher than one, you get another 1d8 up to a maximum of 5d8. Nice. Yeah. You also get an extra d8 if it's undead or a fiend to a maximum of six d8s. Yeah, that's cool. More damage. It's pretty binary. It's yeah. just like, you hear do you want the more damage? Yeah. I do want the more damage. <laughs> Have the more damage. Yeah. I don't think there's really too much to say about it. Yeah, if it's ever like an undead or something, you'd like, oh, yeah. I want to I want <laughs> If you're, yeah, if you're in an undead heavy campaign, that's cool. If not, good luck. Divine Health. Divine Health. At third level, you... Are just immune to disease. Immune to disease. Yep. There's a couple of other classes that have that at some, in some way or another. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. It's useful. Don't forget it. Very easy to forget. Yeah. You'll age gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> Sacred Oath. Now, this is where you go into... Choose your path. Yeah, you choose your path. There's two kind of parts to this. You get Oath Spells, which is an extra spell list that you get to draw on. So you'll be able to draw on maybe Warlock Spells or Wizard Spells or Druid Spells. Yeah. So you can really kind of expand your class. And that's actually kind of similar to the Warlock in that like you'll get some kind of access to new spells depending on what yeah. kind of path you choose. And Channel Divinity. You will also get access to Channel Divinity, similar to the Cleric. Yeah. But we are gonna talk about all of these in detail in a later episode. Later, stay tuned. (laughs) 
After this, you get your ability score improvements, 4th, 8th, 12th, 16th, and 19th, as always, one ability by two, or two abilities by one. Also, next level, sorry, at 5th, you get extra attack. You're a bit barren. You get a lot of stuff at the start in the first, like, two, three levels, and then for a few levels, not too much happens. Extra attack, that's cool. Yeah, before your Sacred Oath, I mean, like, you kind of just get all of your crap uh, up to, like, you know, like, six... And then, like, there's, like, a drive spell until, like, 10th and 11th. Mm. And then you're done with, like, your base. <laughs> Aura of Protection that you get at 6th level. Yeah, this one's kind of cool. So this one's, like, uh, kind of like what we were talking about with Protection, the fighting style. Except it's an aura, and it has a kind of greater effect. So whenever somebody has to make a saving throw, including yourself, within 10 feet of you then that creature will gain a bonus to their saving throw equal to your charisma modifier plus one. I like this because you get to... It adds, like, some maneuvering strategy. Yeah. Like, if you know that you're going to have to be making saves, if you're... Uh, like, Puts you in center of the combat, right? Yeah, as well. And it also means that you can't just dive ahead and, yeah. like, try and tank and kite away some mobs. You've kind of got to stay with the party, but also protect the party, because 10 feet isn't too much. Staying near the wizard in the party, but also trying to get in there and actually deal out some damage, I think it's an interesting kind of problem to solve. It makes it a little bit more strategic. It kind yeah. of gives like an air of, I think that this is why maybe a lot of paladins are associated with like leaders and leadership. Yeah. This is, I think this is a good example of a static ability that is also really well crafted because I know I hate on static abilities a lot on this podcast, but they don't have to be boring. Like you, you can like work them in. It's I a feel like that kind of like works you towards a particular. Yeah, I understand that not everything can be like and perfectly interactive. Like you've got to have some blanket bonuses, but I feel like every class should have one or two really interactive strategic things. Uh, this is definitely one of them. After that, you get Aura of color courage at tenth level. Yeah, so this is like your, I'm not scared of anything, within 10 feet of you. So like everyone within 10 feet of you, just like your aura protection, um, they just can't be frightened. Yeah, and both these auras increase to 30 feet at level 18. And then at 11th you get improved divine smite. <laughs> just one more d8. It is quite different. You have, you don't have to use charges. Every one of your strikes. Ah. has an extra 1d8. Okay, so you add an extra d8 of radiant damage mm -hmm. um, to all of your attacks. Yeah, and the original Divine Smite also deals radiant damage, if we didn't mention it. That's pretty good. That's going to add up over time. Every melee hit has an extra 1d8. Yeah, I mean, it's, nice. not, it's not the fighter's like five extra attacks. Right? But, that, but like, he can only use that once. Well, no, he gets a lot of oh, extra Oh, the, the yeah, yeah, range. sorry, the action, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not, but also he doesn't have spellcasting, I guess. I yeah. think this is a good flatline. I mean, once you get to level 10, I bet your average damage just, whoop, straight up there. Yeah, you can kind of just have a lot more dice rolls per attack, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. And the last one. Cleansing At 14th touch. level, you get Cleansing Touch. Yeah, so what this will be is... You can end one spell on yourself or a willing creature that you touch, as long as it's a willing creature. And you can use this an amount of times equal to your charisma modifier of at least once. Yeah, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. 
Now, they don't have a set 20th level because the 20th level feature is baked into your path, the path that you choose. So the uh, Sacred Oath that you choose, that will give you your 20th level. Mm, so this is a good reason to keep listening to us <laughs> because we won't reveal these secrets until we touch on the Oaths of Paladins. <laughs> yeah, so that's it for the Paladin. What do you think of him, JT? Cosmic struggle against evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they've, they've got a lot of roleplay potential. Yeah, just don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, I... I know, paladins are, like, very notorious for, like, very easily being... Yes! Like, because they, a lot of players yeah. will take the religious nut angle yeah. to everything, and Everyone's then... Everyone's Westboro Baptist Church or something. Yeah, and it's just... Uh, so if you're playing a paladin, and you're currently taking the religious nut angle, maybe just don't for a bit. Just chill the fuck <laughs> out. Yeah, I think whatever you do, like, it's it's got a good flavor. It's a very strong personality. Which yeah, like, the fighter is, like, a real blank slate, but this has a very clear direction. You are a holy warrior. Yeah, you have a very strong path ahead of you. Um, and that can be, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> it could be, like, a great asset to your team. But, like with any kind of playstyle, you always have to hedge this against, like, what are your party's goals? And trying to roleplay... It's your responsibility to roleplay within the realm of your party's goals. Yeah, I feel. Also, I feel paladins are one of the more roleplayed classes, if that makes sense. Yeah, because like it gives druids you are another one. The, I've said it a few times. Everyone in at least the games that I've been in or run, druids really get into their roleplay. So do paladins. I think Warlocks would be another. Because yeah, it gives you stage directions. Yeah, right? it's yeah. very, very clear. But as previously said, they tend to lean towards being a prick. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't, man. Yeah. And I mean, they're not the only classes guilty of this. Like, I feel like Warlocks can be like the edge lords. Yeah, like, definitely, definitely. You know, Every class like has room for it. Paladins are just, they're, they're very explicit. Warlocks are as well. Yeah. I've also noticed that most Paladins, I'd say like 90% of Paladins that I've played with are either Half-Orcs or Dragonborn. Do you I'm think not that sure that's why for that is. stat reasons, or do you think that that's like maybe with their personality? I think they're good stat reasons, but I think there's a kind of attraction to being the like shunned, hideous person of society, mm -hmm. but with a true, pure heart kind of thing. I think those are kind of a contradiction that goes very well together, those two tropes. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of the classes as well, like you're on your quest for identity sort of thing, like you're on your divine path that you. It's a very internal struggle, you know, it's your jihad. <laughs> <laughs> but then, I, no, I'm not sure I agree with that. I think the paladin comes with a big direction. I don't think there is too much struggle, and I think that might be one of the kind of quote-unquote problems with people role-playing them, is they're so sure of their path. Mm. They have a god. They are a paladin of justice. Mm. They know what's right and wrong, like they've already figured it all out. So if you are doing something that is against their very strict moral code, they can be an asshole to you, and it's just. Mm. This sounds a lot like real-life religion. That's, that's uh, eerie. <laughs> uh, that's my take on it, at least. What do you think? I think you're wrong, you fucking... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> nah, I mean, like, I, I, I get that. But they are kind of, I think, a little bit more self-righteous. You know, yeah. it's like, it's very, like, directed towards your own. It's not about having, like... 
an institutional guide of like what is right. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It's about I th- like your personally identified path. Yeah, I think also because it is an intrinsically violent class. Like druids don't necessarily have to be violent. They're very much nature. They're they're fucking hippies. Let's be real. <laughs> and warlocks also they kind of their god is like so beyond you mortals you won't understand them and clerics are i'm here to help very clearly here to help yeah and by the way have you heard about the Lord and Savior <laughs> jesus christ but paladins are i'm here to help in a violent way <laughs> so i think yeah the natural tendency leads towards jihad <laughs> <laughs> so that's the paladin anything else to add i think that's about it cool right paladins They're cool. Just don't be a dick. That's the tagline for this episode. (laughs) All right. See you guys in the next one. We're also, I should say, uh, we're collecting kind of questions, short questions for a big episode coming in a few weeks. Yeah, so, we've been getting a lot of user submissions lately, and this has been very heartening. It has. Oh, my. We actually got... Toby gets so excited. Oh, we got like... A long email from a guy. I won't say your name because I, you know I don't know if are. I can. If, you know yeah, you if you're okay are. with it. But oh, it was so heartening to get such. Someone took the time to write this big long email, and yeah, I emailed them back and everything. A big long email. It was beautiful. I loved it. Touched my heart. That did. Yeah, they exchanged addresses, and now it's kind of a turned into maybe something of a more worrying relationship. <laughs> yeah, JT. Uh, so if, if you're okay packing up your things yeah. for the... Yeah, I need to borrow some uh, money. This guy said that he's a Nigerian prince. <laughs> JT, think what we can buy with the money. It's an investment, New mics. really. <laughs> All right. So email me, toby at rulesaswrittenshow.com. Send us your questions. We're going to compile them all into one big episode. You can ask us anything. Try and keep it a little bit short, only so we can get through lots and lots of them. Um, But if it's not a short question, don't worry. Send us the long question. We'll try and fit it all in. And if you, too, are a Nigerian prince, (laughs) you know our inbox, and we are open to investment. Awesome. So on that note, we will see you guys next week. Catch you later. See ya.